We've passed down all we know. A thousand generations live in you now. But this is your episode of Faking Star Wars Radio. That's right, we've got a brand new episode of Faking Star Wars Radio for you, the official podcast of FakingStarWars.net. This episode needs a little disclaimer. It's a little bit special because we're just going to be doing a quick roundup of the D23 news from this past weekend. Lots of stuff happened. Some of it was really dumb. Some of it was just a little dumb. And then there's a few things we're going to talk about which were awesome. We also have, for the very first time, co-hosting here in the studio, Darth Eckham. You see, Teeb is currently in the bathroom adding Visine to his eyes after watching The Rise of Skywalker new footage a million times. Thank you very much, uh, Darth Eckham, for stepping in uh, in our time of need. Uh, how are you doing today? Uh, <laughs> not too bad, man. Not too bad. Great. Well, wow, you have... he's been in the bathroom for a long time. His eyes must be really messed up. I mean, it's like every 20 minutes I hear this scream like, I need a new bottle of Visine. The pain <laughs> won't go away. Get, get, get the no tears kind. Those are the best. That's right. That's right. And, you know, yeah. IG69, who even knows where he is? I mean, he may be actually orbiting the galaxy right now um, after finding out that his cousin IG11 is definitely for sure <laughs> going to be in the Mandalorian. Maybe, maybe he's playing the stunt double and he just couldn't tell us. It could be. You know, he has had to slim down recently, uh, and I've noticed <laughs> that because he has not been eating as much barbecue sauce as normal. So, Oh, God. Yeah. So, anyway. What well, a callback. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. That's what we're all about here. Obscure, random jokes that only only maybe the producer of the podcast will get, if that, right? <laughs> I just remember hearing the chomp, chomp, chomp in my ear. Oh right, yeah. Well, you actually helped yeah. us with the editing on on the uh, those uh, episodes when we released kind of like a collective uh, version of yeah. it for our fans for the celebration. So now you're uh, a yeah. huge you're a huge Star Wars fan, Darth Eckham. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, you know what you were feeling uh, this weekend. Uh, you you know you weren't able to make it to Anaheim for the Disney twenty three, but um, what did you think about the new footage and some of the news that we're going to be talking about today? Well, um, I did watch the Mando trailer a few times. Good, and good. I was really impressed with it. Excellent. I I uh, I really thought that was IG eighty <laughs> eight. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong! I sent it. To, I sent something to my friend about it, and he goes, "That's not IG eighty eight. And I spent all this time making this thing that I thought was going to be cool, but it's not cool because it's got the wrong name. I never put it out there because of that. Well, at but least at least you're I, I, honoring canon, you know, and you're making the good decision there. Yeah, I uh, the Mandalorian trailer I really liked. I really enjoyed that stuff. Um, it's it seems really cool. The uh, it was cool to see uh, Apollo Creed or Action Jackson, whatever you want to call him. Sure. But um, do you think he's going to take out his boxing gloves in the Mandalorian? Oh my god, that would be so awesome if he has on like we never see you from the waist down, and then they pan back and he's got the red, white, and blue shorts on. Oh yeah, that's right. That's the, absolutely yeah, the Rocky shorts well, and the big a, top hat. <laughs> yeah, that's a sport that's not been represented in Star Wars yet. Is hand to hand combat in that way? Like we've seen pod racing, we've even seen in the background of like in Attack of the Clones when they go into that club, we've seen some sort of ball sports, loosely approximating yes. football, but we've yes. never seen hand to hand sports like that. No, we haven't. MMA. Mm. It would make but, sense, um, that kind of bare-knuckle boxing sort of thing. Maybe that's why he's been cast. I mean, if he's in an outlier kind of um, you know rough uh, community, as it looks like from the trailer, 
that would make sense to have a guy doing bare knuckle boxing. Yeah, it would make so, perfect sense. Cool. That would be uh, that would be quite fun to yeah, watch. Well, uh, good old uh, Chubbs. <laughs> <laughs> that first shot. Um, you know, a lot of different people, a lot of different reactions. First of all, this is going to be a streaming television show, and I'm, I already assumed that they were going to go a little bit darker with it. But, I mean, how can you really say that this is for children now? I mean, the, the shot opens with human heads on spears. Oh, yeah, the Stormtrooper helmets on spears. Yeah, that's, uh, that's some brutal Game of Thrones type stuff right there. Right? It does have that feel. And, I mean, I'm not surprised that they're going that way. But um, for me, I would have liked to have seen that shot withheld so that I could have seen it for the first time when the show actually was on. Because I just thought that shot was yeah. so iconic. But it's a typical world we live in now, you know? Like, you have to give away your best stuff just to get people to buy your buy your crap, right? you never seen anything like that in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was kind of cool to see the original Stormtrooper helmet. Oh, yeah. right. That's true. Like in Rogue One when you saw the original Stormtroopers. I mean, those have always been my favorite, the way they look. And uh, to see that, it just brings you into that, that Star Wars universe. So uh, you, you're a guy who has a keen eye for that sort of detail. I mean, I know that you're interested in, like, building. Uh, you know, you've talked to us about sort of the, uh, the shipbuilding books that you've looked at before, like in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. And I know you're a very avid collector of Star Wars gear and things like that. And if I'm not correct me if I'm not mistaken, Darth Eckham, you actually have cosplayed as Darth Vader before as well, right? Yes, yes. one time. There's nothing like seeing a heavy set Darth Vader. Yes. Well, I think you know. Um, I mean, Star Darth Wars Vader forever, in his but... later years. He's been sitting around watching the Hollow Net a little too much. This is what Darth Vader would have become <laughs> if he never turned from the dark side, right? Like he and the Emperor would have been sitting yeah. in the throne room munching on like yeah. uh, poor grinds, and you know, this is what they would become, right? Well, in any case, what did you think about the um, seeing, getting to see the Mandalorian himself and his armor and character? What was your impression of this character uh, as a fan? I thought he, I thought he looked cool. I mean, yeah, obviously he looks like Boba Fett, but you know his his helmet's more of a chrome, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit more he, maroon. He just he just looks more like a. Uh, it's family friendly. I can't say that word. He just looks more awesome. Yeah. Well, you can say badass. That's okay. Okay. He looks badass. Yeah. But but S and F bombs we try to stray away from, you know, because it makes it easier in the editing. Shoot and fudge. Yes. That those are okay. Those yeah. are perfectly okay. Oh, okay. I thought you said we couldn't say those. So shoot and fudge are okay. Okay. Um. So so fudge and awesome speculation time here like who is this character what's going on with him and where does he fit into the the narrative of star wars i don't don't know i think he's just uh he's just somebody i don't think he's connected to the original trilogy the prequel trilogy the sequel trilogy i I don't think he's connected at all i think it's an all an all new character it's a completely fresh look at bounty hunting then huh Oh, yeah. I mean, if I were Lucasfilm and I was trying to create a, co- a show that captured, like, a completely fresh look at bounty hunting, I would definitely, definitely recycle the most iconic bounty hunter and make his costume almost exactly the same and then also make a robot bounty hunter that's almost exactly the same as an iconic bounty hunter from Empire Strikes Back. Of course, I'm referring to ID-11. So it is this kind that's of cognitive dissonance. That's a great dissonance. idea. They should do that. Yeah, I'm like, is this new? Or, what? like, what is this, really? Because it is, 
there's some things that are just so obviously familiar, but then other things yeah. that are so weird, I just don't know where to place them. Well, if I'm not mistaken, Mandalore is a place, right? It's a planet, right? It has a rich and, history in Star Wars. Yeah, and and Boba Fett is not really a Mandalorian. He adopted sort of the Mandalorian creed or way of living, in a manner of speaking, the, or the armor. Oh, did he? Okay, I I thought he just just took on the armor. Well, the, well okay, that's what I guess I mean, the armor and like what it represents too, though, right? There's sort of a rite of passage with it, I think, isn't there? I don't know. We need uh, Baba Feet on here for that one. Uh, he could he could tell us all about it. I mean, I'm sure that IG69 would definitely have listening notes for me about all the mistakes I'm making because I'm I'm not a Mandalore <laughs> uh, fanatic yet. Uh, soon to be. You'll, you'll hear about it later on. Yeah. What was your yeah. highlight of the trailer? Um, what are you most excited about from the Mandalorian trailer? To see IG11. Just, just because he looks like IG88 and... I know he's the same kind of droid, and that shot with him where he spins around and he's shooting both ways, if you look carefully, you see his head turn, like a different part of his head turn than the other part. Yeah. I just think, I just think it's, a, it's, it's cool that they brought that kind of droid. I mean, because when we saw IG-88 in, uh, what is it, Empire and A New Hope? Was he Did in A New see, Hope? No, I think he's just in Empire, Hope. but yeah. Yeah, when we saw him in Empire, I mean, he didn't really do anything. He's almost a but statue. To see, to see that kind of droid in action, that's that's awesome. So IG eighty eight is very skeletal, and he has this sort of feebleness, almost or like brittleness to his uh, physical appearance. Yeah. But what I liked was how they used that and just enhanced it and made it almost like he's like a whip, like a robotic yeah. whip that just moves around. Very cool effect. Yeah, I, I really, I really was really shocked when I seen that that shot of him spin around like that. I'm like, oh man, this is gonna be good. <laughs> this one's gonna be good, and it has that it western feel, good, right? Uh, like, um, for me, I have to say, I was uh, absolutely like, I mean, hair standing up on end when uh, you know the voice of none other than Werner Herzog comes over oh, yeah. and, and says, you know, uh, bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Wouldn't you agree? You know, he's just got such a particular way of speaking. And he, every character that he plays in every movie is just simply Werner Herzog. Like, no other human can is, play them. Is is he the guy that was in the, the, the villain in the Jack Reacher movie? Yeah, that's not what he's most known yeah. for, but he was in that. Um, you may know that he's okay, most yeah. famous for actually being a filmmaker and a documentarian. Um, and he oh, has really? done some seriously messed up, bizarre cinema over the years. Um, like one of his oh, most wow. famous uh, documentaries is called Grizzly Man, where he took the footage of this crazy guy named Timothy Treadwell who went out into the Alaskan forest for six months out of the year to live with grizzly bears Okay, this nutter of a guy like Nature Lover did this consistently for like 15 years. Finally, one year he goes out there with his girlfriend and a grizzly bear eats him on film. (laughs) So, wow. Yeah, I mean, horrible, horrible (laughs) story. But Werner Herzog is the guy who was able to use that footage and find a way to stitch it together and make something like actually, I would 
say beautiful out of it. Like he's this bizarre, bizarre person who can find beauty in anything. Wow. That's some odd stuff right there. Yeah. I, I did hear something about that grizzly, but I didn't know it was all that. So that's Werner Herzog. You know, he, he really was a filmmaker and now he's acting. And in some way, um, I'm going to use a big word. Like if, if um, Disney's Star Wars is sort of like a simulacrum of reality, you know, like a simulacrum is like a weird summary, bizarre synopsis of reality that somehow like, like is strange. Like it's not a real authentic version of itself, right? Like a lot of people complain that Disney Star Wars is not real Star Wars, but like in some way, like if you had said like, Walt Disney is going to be producing new Star Wars movies with Werner Herzog starring in this. Like, if you said this to me 10 years ago, I mean, <laughs> that would have been a parody um, article, like in, in Faking Star Wars, you know? <laughs> Werner Herzog, the star in Walt Disney Star Wars. I mean, that is exactly like a parody article. So the fact that it's actually <laughs> happening, it's like, what is going on? Like, are we being trolled from on high now? Like, it's it's wonderful to me. Like, I have no problems yeah. with it whatsoever. <laughs> that's that's nuts. I never even I never even thought of that. I mean, yeah. It was just. I mean, it's kind of like if um, I don't know if like if if McDonald's started to sell like organic vegetables and you know <laughs> and uh, and PETA came out and said you know eat at McDonald's. You know, it's just like what <laughs> everything is organic and range free. Right. Right. <laughs> So, I mean, at one time they sold pizza and now Burger King is selling tacos. So, well, there you go. The whole world's in a big old messed up state. Yeah. Taco Bell selling French fries, Burger King selling tacos, and Disney (laughs) is uh, making movies with Werner Herzog in it. So, (laughs) it's wonderful. So, how many seasons are you predicting out of The Mandalorian? I mean, it's definitely riding a big hype wave right now. Um, I mean, we're definitely going to get two seasons for sure. You know, if I had to guess, being on a streaming service, and being done by John Favreau, which we know he does good stuff, uh, I'd say at least five or six seasons, mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. Well, that I mean, unless Favreau comes across something else, unless he does another Disney movie where he does all the, uh, you know, everything CGI. Right. Yeah. <laughs> He's done some stuff as hit or miss. I, I like him in principle, but it, it'll be interesting to see where we go with the series. Um. I'm not I wouldn't say that I'm like, you know, over the moon excited because for me it's always been about the movies. I've the the television has always sort of had a second uh rung on the ladder for me like all the cartoons. I mean, they're okay, right. but for me it's really about the movies. I think that's really where Star Wars shines. And that's pretty much how I've been. Mm-hmm. Just about the movies, but I've heard so much fantastic stuff about the Clone Wars cartoons like there are there are some arcs that are just amazing, right? And I've heard, you know, I heard about the the Vader and Ahsoka fight in Rebels, and I went and watched that on YouTube. I got chills, man. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome, right? So, you know, now I'm all in. Now I want to see all of cool. it. And you know, they say a lot of it connects, but you don't have to know that stuff. But it helps. So I'm all in, man. I'm. I told my wife already. I said. If we have to get rid of one of our other services, fine, but I want to get this. <laughs> if you have to stop but eating pancakes and bacon every morning, yeah. it's going to work out, yeah. right? If I have to stop buying sunflower seeds and Diet Dr. Pepper, I'll You'll do it. You'll find a way. You'll suffer through the pain. Yeah, yes. Right. Definitely. <laughs> no more ranch uh, sunflower seeds, oh. but I get to watch Star Wars and Clone Wars and then watch Thor right after it. I'm good. 
Well, uh, like I said, I mean, for me, the, the television shows have always sort of played second uh, fiddle to the movies. But we did get some right. news about the rise of Skywalker this past weekend. Disney released some information and some footage on Saturday. And then fans actually had to wait almost a full 48 hours to see that when it was released on Good Morning oh America. Oh, my God. What's the world coming to when we got to wait two days? Yeah, yeah. And and they they were really smart about it though. Like they did those little zipper bags where you know you you had to go into the theater and put your phone in a locked zipper bag, and then on the way out they would unlock it for you with a key. Really? Yeah, because they didn't want anyone leaking it. So, I mean, in a way, in a way that's like good because it's sort of like it gives you the chance to feel special for two days that you saw something on a screen <laughs> that other millions of people will see on screens 48 hours later. But at the same yeah. time, I don't know. To me, it felt like the mouse was lifting up a big middle finger to a lot of people too. Yeah, it was a bummer. It bothered me because people were talking about it online. Like, oh, yeah. Dark Ray, Dark Ray. I'm like, where? Oh, the footage isn't out yet. Then how do you know? Right. You know, and- I'm just I, – I, I really – you know, I don't usually, I'm not usually like, oh, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. But after, you know, reading this, the Dark Ray and all that, I'm like, I don't believe it. I got to see it to believe it. Well, as uh, consummate fakers, you know, I mean, this gives us the opportunity to, um, you know, to do a lot. Like when Disney, uh, when they say they've released some video, but only a few thousand people have seen it. So in principle, I like the idea, but I just don't like the precedent that it sets um, where, you know, it creates this two-tiered system of the people that are geographically able to go to an event to see the footage. And then all of us morons who are stuck at home eating pizza in our underwear on our sofa and crying into the pizza box. Uh, I mean, For for me, I, I have to say, I almost had to call up uh, Dr. Wilhelm Bubelfreud and get an intervention <laughs> in psycho, uh, psychoanalysis here because I just had to see Ray with a, you know, double-bladed, uh, you know, DB situation going on here. I mean, it was it yeah, was in I, my I, thoughts I, and imagination, I, but I just had to make it real. I didn't – I didn't – I, I believed it to a point, but I'm, I've become very leery of the internet, mm-hmm. as we all should. But then I saw – like video, I think I think uh, Baba Feet sent it to me. Uh, um, of uh, maybe I saw it on the FSW chat, but uh, Ray or Daisy Ridley actually kind of confirming it. Yes. Well, she was interviewed behind the scenes, I guess, about this. And she had to be very cagey because we don't know what it means yet for her to have a double bladed red lightsaber and to be dressed like that. Um, And a lot of speculation, of course, goes into that. That's the main question the trailer asks of us. And so I have to feel like this is J.J. trolling us. Like if he wants us asking that question, it's either because it's completely, completely misdirection um, or... Uh, it will lead us to a place where he knows we'll be really confused and surprised in the end. So, uh, I mean, he really, really messed with me for no, no, no. I think that was Ryan Johnson, whoever did the trailer for the last Jedi when Ray has that lightsaber up mm-hmm. and then she, she like brings it up, but you see in the show, in the movie, she's actually taking it down and they just ran the film backwards, backwards just right. to mess with you. Yep. I mean, there should be awards for trailers (laughs) i'm serious man the way they make some trailers it's insane well this trailer was a bit odd because uh it felt very nostalgic i mean the first half of it was just clips from the uh the other eight star wars saga films um yeah it was like a legacy trailer yeah but now did you think it was politically interesting that they did it not not in order of chronology but in order of release 
and production like they started with a new hope and yeah. not a phantom menace what did you think about that yeah I, I thought that was a little weird really i was looking for you know for it to just roll into the to the newer films but it didn't it went into the prequels mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i'm like wait a minute isn't this kind of bass backwards here yeah, it was. And I think, you know, J.J. has always sort of been an original kind of guy. I know Ryan Johnson definitely is, although he'll try to say that he likes the prequels. He doesn't. You know he hates them. Um, but starting with that original trilogy, I thought was a bit of a political statement against the prequels. Against what? I'm sorry? Against the prequels. Because they gave way less time to the prequels than they did to the original trilogy. Why? Why is Lucasfilm now disney lucasfilm why do they hate the prequels so much <laughs> why does anybody hate them so much i, I swear to god yeah well you're not gonna you're not gonna find much of an audience on this uh, with this co-host uh, about the prequels because i'm still in psychologic recovery from watching them to begin with but let's let's shift here because i can prequel hate all day i'm a marathon runner on prequel hate uh and so <laughs> definitely definitely uh you know i can go with you there um but in terms of the actual trailer, a few extra points. Um, we did see a little bit more of, like, the planets that we're going to be on. Um, we saw this mega weapon doing some damage. We saw yeah. uh, uh, basically just a, a herd of Star Destroyers. I mean, several hundred, right? Um, yeah, but, like... You notice those are original trilogy Star Destroyers. Somebody had pointed that out. Now, how are you yeah. so sure of that? Did you really get a close the, enough look at them? Well, the way they the way they look, the way they're shaped, they don't. You know, I don't think the new the new ones have that big conning tower like okay. like the old ones had. You know, the old ones were more boxy at the top mm -hmm. than the uh, newer ones than the first order ones. So my theory then is that's either some sort of force vision. Or there's another situation where uh, the emperor had a secret hideout, right? Well, well, there, been there's a theory that maybe the first order and the resistance team up to fight the OT thugs. Now, what does that mean exactly? The OT thugs, the original trilogy bad guys. So have they just been hanging out secretly somewhere, or I mean, the emperor's been hanging out somewhere. I see. So here's the thing. Like, uh, I I was surprised that we saw some things, but then questioned, like, why we didn't see other things. So we got to see a shot of Leia. Um, we got to see a planet that looked like it was in the throes of celebration. Right? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. That was weird. But we didn't get to see Jar Jar Binks' grandson. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I've been promised I'm, that. Like, I'm, I'm okay with Jar Jar. What do you let's, think? Let's, is... let's let's start people getting pissed. I'm okay with Jar Jar. <laughs> what do you What do you think is going on there with uh, C-3PO and his red eyes? I don't know. I've only seen one other droid like that, and that was C-3PX. Who is C-3PX? Uh, oh, that's right. C-3PX was an assassin droid, protocol droid. looked exactly like um, C-3PO, but he had guns on him. Um, one of the books. I'm trying to remember which one it was. Uh, they went back to Darth Maul's ship. Okay. I think it could have been Plagueis. They went back to Darth Maul's ship after he was cut in half by uh, by Obi-Wan. Mm -hmm. And C-3PX was sitting on his ship. He is Darth Maul's assassin droid. Okay. So here's the thing, I think. That must somehow tie in with that red lightsaber. 
So maybe there's a secret storehouse of ancient Sith stuff, and yeah. somehow it infects C-3PO, and maybe that's how Rey gets that lightsaber, and she's doing like this sort of fakeroo thing of trying to be a dark side user, but then she's going to control Kylo Ren with her lady bits. With her lady bits. You never know. <laughs> it's happened before. I mean... So you... You, you Padme think with a, her midriff, you know, ruse. like basically destroyed the the chosen one, right? I mean, it, it wouldn't be the first <laughs> yeah. time. And we all know how Lucas feels about female characters. I mean, uh, I I think that uh, you know, there's a good argument that um, his divorce was basically instrumental in developing the plot line for Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you think that's a ruse on Ray's part? Oh yeah, I think she's being sexy with it, man. She's she's yeah. she knows how to get inside that Kylo uh, infant, you know that that pre uh, that post teenager mindset. So. Yeah, that that angry teenager mind. Mm-hmm. Well, and notice how she deflected things with Finn. Like when Finn asked her if she had a cute boyfriend, she was very uh, kind of. Um, uh, cutesy flirtatious with him about that one too you know none of your business i mean she knows yeah. how to she knows how to get inside a man's heart and tear it up oh yeah yeah i'm sure she's a woman yeah she's a man killer i would you know yeah. say maybe she's even a mandalorian killer i mean who knows she may, show <laughs> up in the, she may be integral to the plot of the mandalorian too for all we know um yeah. But yeah, so very cool trailer. It's nice to get some new stuff but i i don't think this is gonna be our final trailer something more Can't- is definitely coming a buddy of mine has uh, his theory, which I really like. Okay. About about Ray in that getup, maybe it's a Force vision, kind of like uh, Empire Strikes Back when Luke goes into the tree or the cave. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, maybe that's what it is. It's kind of a Force vision like that. So it could be a thing where maybe she meets Kylo. And before that, she meets him like she goes into a little uh, cave on that water planet and she's expecting to see Kylo uh, come out with his big double blade or his big uh, uh, double uh, whatever big uh, cross guard cross guard lightsaber. But instead of that, he's got a bouquet of roses for her and it yeah. just melts her heart and some chocolates shaped like a porg. There we go. Yes, pork chocolate. You know, it's and it's not even hollow on the inside like those Easter Bunny ones. It, it to go goes, to go with the poor grind. It's dark all the way through. You know. Oh. <laughs> um, so yeah, you never know. I still think that I still ship Kylo and Ray, man. Like I still think that they're gonna have to grind. Like it just has to happen at some point. Like grind. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> it is in the future. They must make Force babies. <laughs> grind yeah <laughs> i'm not so. looking I, I don't want raylo i just don't want it not into it that's fair enough no, it's, it doesn't it's happen. just too obvious that's all right right you know the the young uh the young good-looking leads fall in love and then they don't and then they do again and they live happily ever after <laughs> yeah, i just don't i just don't want to see it I agree with you that it is a bit cliche. However, they have been very subtle about it in the film itself. I mean, of course, social media. Keep being subtle, please. Social media has gone crazy with it. But I have to say, man, like when when Ray was looking up at Kylo in in the uh, elevator in The Last Jedi as they're going up, like you just look into her eyes and you can be like, these people need to fall in love. Right. Like they're so sweet. That's what Star (laughs) Wars needs is more sweet cliche. 
don't you think? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so those are the big, the two big stories uh, coming out of D23. Um, but we did have one more major announcement that's really going to uh, um, get fans out of bed in the morning, I think, and that's the addition of, um, well, I mean, let's say it this way. Ewan McGregor is an absolute uh, oh, yeah. general, man, for, for the way he uh, introduced this news. Um, in his oh, Scottish that was awesome. Kathleen. Can you ask me in front of all of these people, all of these witnesses, can you please ask me, am I going to play Obi-Wan Kenobi again? Ewan? Yes? Are you going to play Obi-Wan Kenobi again? Yes. Can I, can I, can I, can you ask me, Kathleen, if I'll ever play Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi again? <laughs> oh, her delivery yes. was so dry and boring. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think, I think it's going to be an interesting show, but I guess I heard uh, shortly thereafter, it's only going to be four hours. So, so four episodes of a season or. Yeah. Maybe it's, maybe it's only going to be four one hour episodes. I don't know. That's, that, that's kind of weird. I didn't hear that. I think that's a great idea. I mean, why why construct these massive, massive shows that need to worry so much about continuity when really what people want is just to go a little bit deeper on certain characters, right? Like, I'm not right. a comic book person, but I have bought some comic books just because I like to get a little more information about certain characters at times. I mean, why not do a eight-episode series on Watto? Or why not do a four-episode series on some Twi'lek dancer and, like, the horror she has to face deciding whether the other Twi'leks are just transgender Twi'leks and if they are, you know, have the same level of femininity in Jabba's court. I mean, there's a lot of intrigue and politics that you could bring into some of these stories. Oh, yeah, if you want people to go snoozing. <laughs> so what are you, you, know, are you excited about the other ones? Politics, politics in Star Wars is really really boring mm. <laughs> i mean i like the prequels but episode one you know if it wasn't for that pod race i may have been out completely because all those politics all trade routes and trade federation and delegates and all that crap about the the politics of the universe or the galaxy or whatever is just a big big snooze fest but other than that, I liked them. So wait, you're you're not really sounding much like a prequel apologist now anymore. It sounds like uh, you've rewritten the script a bit on your own views of the prequels. <laughs> uh, I mean, they 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 had a lot of politics in that. Yes. So I'm reminded so of uh, I'm reminded of the uh, the song. I don't know if you heard it by the Violent Femmes. It's called "I'm Nothing," and one of the great lines of that song is you. Know, politics and dirty chicks i got no time i'm chasing chicks you know and i think i think it's better you know if we turn that into a star wars line the politics and dirty chicks i've got no time i'm chasing sith and that's really there what ray is going to be doing in this film you know like she doesn't have time for all the garbage she doesn't care really about the authenticity of the jedi or the authenticity of the sith she just wants to know how to use the force politics and dirty chicks i got no time for stones and sticks politics and dirty chicks i got no time chasing chicks i'm not bad I'm not that Somebody somewhere might be something But everybody everywhere knows that I'm not that 
Yeah. And and so I think that's cool. Like a lot of people don't like that, but I think it makes a lot of sense to do that and cap this trilogy off with a sort of an ambiguous view of the spiritual part of Star Wars. I mean, that's that's really what Star Wars has always been anyway. So that's the kernel of it. And and so to go back to that place, I'm really excited uh, with the you know Obi Wan series. Definitely is going to be dark and dreary and and um, you know very Western. I'm sure, and they'll probably be. Uh, is the uh, the Obi Wan series going to be about his time on Tatooine? The speculation is it'll be in that period, right after Revenge of the Sith, before A New Hope. Um, okay. So he may go off world, like he may go to Dex's diner for a cup of Jawa juice here and there just to get his there fix. Um, I mean, Dex's Dex's wife, robot wife, is pretty hot. So if I were Obi Wan, I would also need to get in there just to get a look every once in a while. Just um, just one one leg, right? Yeah, I mean, because those moisture evaporators, after a while, like you just, you know, they don't do it for the imagination. They just, so. they just, they just don't do it for you. Right. What would what would that look like if they did actually an Obi Wan romantic comedy? You know, <laughs> Obi Wan. How are you doing, Tina? My moisture evaporator. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is getting really know. weird. It's, that sounds uh, that sounds morbid. So yeah, I mean, like. An Obi-Wan romantic comedy on Tatooine, like, I think it could work. Like, Obi-Wan, he did have some flirtation game. Like, we do see him flirt a little bit. Um, like, when he's in the library there with Jocasta New, oh, he's yeah. definitely putting the moves on very subtly. Like, mind tricks, you know, allowed. That's, um, that's the old lady, right? Yes. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm sure she looks fantastic next to the moisture evaporators. And I, I would reckon that, um, you know, Padme Amidala definitely had a thing for Obi-Wan on the side. Like, if he didn't reciprocate it ever, like, she definitely wanted it to happen. Oh, yeah. So, all right. Well, that's basically the news from D23. Um, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks as we see these plot leaks develop and, and go further. But uh, the one thing that uh, you can definitely be uh, guaranteed is that don't go anywhere. Keep it tuned here to Faking Star Wars Radio, and we'll give you all the fake news that uh, you'll need, and then some. Um, all right. Well, Darth Eckham, it's been a pleasure having you on. You know, this is your first time kind of co-hosting. Uh, do you think you'll be back, or is this an experience that's going to send you screaming into the Tatooine uh, hills? Um, if my power goes out again and my kid keeps coming down here and making all kinds of noise, then I'm going to go screaming. But if not, <laughs> I'll, I would love to come back. It was I, I love doing this stuff. It's, cool, it's fun. cool. I like Star Wars. Well, it's nice to have you on, and uh, you know, we'll definitely invite you back. So that's all for for this episode. But um, Darth Eckham, could you tell the listeners where they can find us? Um, you can. Uh, oh, you can follow Faking Star Wars on Twitter and Instagram at Faking Star Wars, and on Facebook at Faking Star. Or I'm sorry, at Facebook.com slash Real Faking Star Wars. That's right. Now, do you use Facebook, Darth Eckham, or not? No, I don't. Cool. How can people find uh, you on Twitter? Uh, they can find me at From the Monkey on Twitter or at Mike Man CSW on Twitter. Um, I just yes gave my real name. Uh, <laughs> Your fake real also, name. Fake real name. Yeah, my fake real name. And Monkey Basement Productions and Riley Monkey Basement Productions on Twitter. Cool. You do a lot of various Star or, Wars things. We're lucky to have you on board here helping us out this week. So thanks a lot. Um, yeah, if you want to submit a question for us on Twitter or anything, um, use the hashtag FSW Radio, and we may read it on our next episode. And as always, you can get official uh, Faking Star Wars t-shirts, mugs, 
pillows to cry into at bit.ly. That's bit.ly slash FSW merch. That's bit.ly slash FSW merch. And if you want, go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Storm Duper. You can follow me at Rilo825 on Instagram. R-I-Y-L-O-W-825 on Instagram. I post a lot of toy pictures there of my my Star Wars action figures and stuff. Oh, cool. and you can follow Faking Star Wars Radio on FS Radio on Twitter and on Instagram as well. That's right. Occasionally we do get on there. Um, if you like what you hear and want to support us, please visit patreon.com uh, slash fakingstarwars. Sign up to become a patron. You'll support us fakers financially to keep making this stuff that you love to listen to. And you'll get a great reward. Join us for as little as a buck a month. Be like Darth Taxis, who joined us at the Fake Jedi Knight tier. Have you written us a review yet? If not, please consider giving us a five-star review on iTunes or your own, or your favorite po- podcast platform of your choice. Yeah. If you write us a funny review, we will read it on the, on upcoming episodes. That is a guarantee, you know. And I have been through the iTunes reviews. There are a few, but they're just not funny enough. Um, oh, Stitcher okay. and Podbean. Um, we're bigger on Stitcher than we are on Podbean. I don't know. Which one do you use to listen to podcasts, Sekum? Uh, I got an iPhone, so I listen to, you know, just download it to, from iTunes. Just the iTunes app? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, as Some a, SoundCloud. Oh, yeah, SoundCloud. We're not, I don't know if we are on SoundCloud or not yet, but um, we're, nobody's reputable unless they're on SoundCloud. Uh, so as always, uh, you know, this is just a special episode. But again, you know, um, get us back. Next episode will be our full, complete uh, Faking Star Wars radio that you expect and love. But we wanted to put something out because we just knew that you were chomping at the bit. Plus, we just wanted to taunt, uh, you know, Teeb in the bathroom there with the Visine. So is please, he still in there? Yeah, I know. It's been almost half an hour, and he's just he's not coming out. So oh my god, it may be an overnighter, a Visine overnighter. So. <laughs> Yeah. You need to you need to call and get a crate of that stuff shipped over there. That's right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Put it in the put it in the shower lines and just let him pour it into his face. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know he does get obsessed. I mean, when there's new Star Wars content out there, I mean, it's really hard to get him to even eat or, uh, you know, take care of his hygiene or anything like that. So this isn't the first time it's happened. We're <laughs> very used to it. So. As always, uh, please stay tuned to FakingStarWars.net for a quality daily Star Wars comedy parody and satire. And thanks to you and all of our followers for listening. May the foe be with you. See you next time. Great to have you on, Darth. <laughs>